systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. How do you like my gems so far? Oh, your, uh, your bling. My bling. I'm blinging my uh, new Irish dance dress because we have a world qualifier event coming up in two weeks. And uh, I was too cheap to have the dressmaker do it. And I said, I like to craft, so I'll, I'll put the gems on myself. How's that going for <laughs> you? Holy shit, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Slap me. Say, so you have like the, like the world's shakiest hands. I know, I know. Like you would never want her to be the guy who has to cut the wire no, on the bomb squad? I couldn't be a surgeon. <laughs> oh, no, man. Listen, I would... there is a lot of disease in my mom's family, okay? Oh, I know. It, it you... doesn't surprise me that my hands are very, very, very shaky. There's some uh, neuropathy going on there, there, there with I you. have some neurological, whatever Something. it is. Neurological it, issues. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely not friendly when you are trying to put teeny tiny little gems and glue them on. It's... God, what are those? What are those? They call them the bling. That's what they call them on all the my fat gypsy Irish yeah, shows and stuff. Yeah, you bling the dress. I Gotta mean, the bling, the bling, and they don't mean like actual bling. Like you know, rappers will go out there and fucking finance like actual diamonds. Oh no, these are Amazon gems. You fucking Irish, <laughs> you Irish folks at these dances have already fi- figured it out. You know, you're like, oh, you got the fake plastic ones. A hood, a hood, a hood, a hood, and it's all good. The the trend used to be everybody would get Swarovski crystals for their dresses. Which one, can, can you, for, for people like me who are in the lame about this, because I understand that there's diamonds, right? And um, to me, the next fake step down was cubic zirconia. And then all of a sudden I hear this Swarovski thing. and Swarovski. I, whatever it is. <laughs> and it sounds fancy, but then I see all these like Irish gypsies using it. It's like, okay, it can't be too fancy. Swarovski jewelry is made of extremely high-quality crystal glass. The high crystals come from the very uniform structure, which offers the Swarovski crystal, crystals amazing clarity. They come from Austria. They're man-made gems. I don't know. I don't give a shit. So I they're actual. So like there's those a, are not. No. So there's a brand. Of, yes, Swarovski is the brand. Uh, and you got like a knock. So the, that's already a knockoff of a diamond. Yeah. And this is a knockoff of the knockoff yeah. of the diamond. I'm a cheap Irish person. Apparently. <laughs> I don't. What care. are you going to do when you start dancing and those things just start fucking falling? That's off? what I'm scared of. <laughs> Like, it would be like, like little Rice Krispies just all over. So the funny part is this is the first custom dress I've ever had. This is like my dream dress because I've got to design it myself and I'm gemming it myself, which, you know, regardless, I'm bitching about it. It's, yeah. it's kind of cool. But like all my other dresses have been used or pre-made. And so I never really cared about the gems that much because I didn't put them on myself. So I would have, I mean, they'd fall off all over the place. Yeah. And I've had, I'd have a little baggie in my purse, you know. And now I'm like, I'm not putting this dress on till six seconds before I dance because I don't want shit falling off because I'm the one putting it on. You have to feel like you're somewhat still playing dress up, right? Isn't this just like a bigger version of Barbie? Um, I don't know. A little bit, right? A little bit. Because, you know, you got to do the hair and the makeup yeah. and you got to put, get the dress and then you got to put the fucking bling on the dress yeah but you know the my body is so sore the amount i am practicing for this thing like i am proud to play dress up because i need to make this one count good luck with that thanks still say you should have found someone locally to do it a lot of retired folks here they got nothing to do there's some old lady here in arizona that would do that for like I've nothing already had people offer like send me the dress i'll do it but yeah. i don't i don't have enough time when's uh when's the, the thing? 20th 
What day is it today? It is the fifth or fourth. Sorry, fourth. fourth. Okay. That's not enough time to mail it out for somebody to gem it and send it back. Well, you know, when you uh, uh, fail to prepare, then you got to prepare to fail. Okay. I ordered this dress in July, so bite me. Do you really? <laughs> yes. You have to be on like a waiting list for this shit. See, she, it's hand embroidered. She doesn't tell me about any of this stuff. It just shows up. Like if you guys think we don't have that kind of relationship, I know some uh, 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 couples are very, like when you make purchases, they fucking clear it with each other and stuff just shows up at our house for both of us just yeah. randomly, right? Like, I mean, I'm going in to get a tattoo tomorrow and it's uh, like that just kind of kind of bubbled out of my imagination. And, and before you knew it, she's like, oh, so you're getting some ink. It's not like we don't clear that shit. And same thing with like this dress. To me, in my mind, you already have right behind you yeah. a closet full of dresses. I have. Yeah, I have th- three, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so then I'll, so like when a new one shows up, I'm like, oh, I guess she's getting a new one. And, and now that you're like this, is, but this is the first time I will say this is the first time that I've seen you ever attempt some of the uh like the blinging. I mean, I'm, I, normally I, you get them when they're done. Like yeah, they're, they're done, that's done, done, why. Done. And I, I'm kind of glad I'm doing it myself because I appreciate it more and I feel like I'm going to be really careful with this thing because I do not want it to get messed up. Okay, so I have to ask then, so what's, and people probably want to know, so why the new dress? Is it just vanity? Just I want a new dress? Um, or? Yes, a little bit of it is vanity. It is kind of like when you are going, it's called a Roctus. That's yeah. the world qualifier. And when you're going to a Roctus. For those about to erupt. Rocti- yeah, yeah. We salute, <laughs> we salute you. you. Um, when you go to a Roctus, most people do get new dresses. Like the guys get new vests and stuff like that. Because you are, you are, this is the best you're going to get. Unless you go to Worlds. Okay. So it is kind of, you know. I show up in your best. Yeah, exactly. And like my other dress, little big on me. I still love it. I mean, it's a, it's a you got to have a backup. I got to tell you, it, it it is very funny because AJ, you know, off off the podcast or when we're just talking in in whatever, she often advocates and loves the fact that all the young uh, female dancers now the standards are changing with the dresses. Like yes. they, they can wear pants and they can yeah. wear all this. And she's this big champion of it, except when it comes to her. And she goes right back to the original. Well, but I want to have a dress that's blingy and I want to have the hair. Do you know and- why I'll tell you? Hey, kitty. Why is that? Hey, hey, kitty cat. Sorry, we got to yell at the cat when he's in here. Yeah. Um, the reason I like a dress for me, I'm not really comfortable dress uh, dancing in pants yet, even if they're like yoga. I mean, they could be yoga pants. And then you wear like a what they call a waistcoat. It's basically a vest. Okay. Um, my body shape does not flatter that. This covers up the parts of my body that I'm most self that bounce okay. around the most when okay. I'm dancing. I was just wondering. It was just funny to hear you be no. like, "Girls, you can wear pants." What about you? Well, no, I'm buying my fourth dress. I'm not ready for pants yet. Maybe, maybe next time. I don't know. Okay. But like, this covers up all the parts I'm self conscious about okay. when I'm dancing. So, do they? I mean, I hate to say it, then. So, do they score you better if you have a better dress? Like, is that kind of part of the whole thing? Like, is that why some older judges do, yeah. which is incredibly inappropriate? Yeah. Like. That is so, absolutely. so then that would be another reason why you're getting this new dress yeah. and you're putting all the shit on it because you're thinking that might give you just a quarter of an inch, uh, you know, lead on someone else. Well, it's weird. Like I'm trying, I don't want to bling it out too much because, yeah. you know, just adult dancers, we don't bling our dresses as much, but you need something like it, it has to pop on stage a Aren't little they bit. are supposed to just be watching your, your fucking feet, it, exactly. man? Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Then why are you worried about all this? I stuff? had a, uh, I came in like dead last at my last competition and I was actually surprised. I wasn't expecting to come in first, second, or third. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect dead last. 
Um, cause I did watch some of the other dancers. I'm like, oh, I'm, I've got that. No problem. And it was weird cause I got all really great comments. So nobody really explained why I was in last place. Yeah. And I asked my teacher, I was like, what the hell? Like there's, they're not even telling me what to do better. They just dumped me in last. Um, and it was one judge who put me in last place every time. And she goes, oh, that judge, she likes little petite dancers and she definitely judges on your dress. Oh, you get, and I was like, fucking, well, that's bullshit. Just bribe our way up. Make it like FIFA, you know, like. <laughs> FIFA figured it out early. Like, all right, you want to win? Just bribe officials. And then, then like, you win. Are so, you telling me that I can go on stage in a dress she likes listen, and do the Charleston and she'll put me in first? I am the, the right amount of money will get you into fucking USC, okay? I mean, <laughs> if it's the one thing I've learned, and I shit you not, it's not a bad starting point. And I was taught this lesson uh, by a uh, Chicago police officer. God bless you. I don't know who you were, but you solicited uh, my first bribe, right? It was the first <laughs> time I was ever asked to put some lunch money in someone's hand. That's what he called it, lunch money. And I, I did. And then uh, the thing we, we had a squabble about went away. Oh. And I, since then, I swear to Christ, I've used that as a starting point sometimes, and it's worked. Don't get me wrong. I tried it when we were going through all the fucking hell trying to get a, a loan for the house because no one had, even though we had all the money, we had no job. So, of course, Wall Street, which is owned by billionaires, says, nothing. No. You get nothing now. You get nothing. I remember I offered to bribe um, the, uh, the underwriter. Like, yeah. I, I was like, well, how much would it take just to have the underwriter get this through? And like the loan guy kind of laughed. I said, no, I'm, like, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm like, what, five, ten thousand dollars I'm like, does that work or something? And he and, and it's funny because for every person like him, it goes, dude, that's we, we don't do that. Um, when I was in Utah and I needed to get a little transaction done at the DMV and I didn't have the right paperwork. Guess what worked in Utah? A little bit of lunch money. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying if you've kind of, you know, you, I, there's no you've way. done everything you can do. You, you've danced. Um, you have the dress. You're not going to be a petite, you know, little tiny dancer. I know, that's kind of what I said to my Let's teacher. Put some fucking greenbacks in the hands of these judges. <laughs> that is just something I can, I can never be as a tiny little petite dancer. But I don't, man. <laughs> but then why would I practice so damn hard if I'm just bribing judges? Like, screw can it. I, can I do one of those, um, one of those uh, sting videos? Uh, like uh, Michael Moore does them, and then there's like his conservative counterpart. Um, I forget who that guy is, but they do like, like a sting where, where I can walk up and solicit the bride. I can make a whole documentary about bribing my wife to the world championships. And then when you actually win, I can release it and be like, this is all full of shit, but we all know it's all based on money. Anyways, you were talking about that, about how it's just now it is. I mean, it was always based on money, but yeah. it's really based well, on money it now. Is, but I, and I, I, I've said this many times and I mean it. Um, people are becoming more cognizant of the fact that there are people who can't afford to Irish dance, mm -hmm. AKA me when I was a kid. Yeah. We started dancing, my sister and I, and then my parents saw the price of a dress like that and said, holy shit, you have to quit. We can't do this. So in, now what people are doing is they are taking the older dresses because yes, they do go out of style. There are mm -hmm. different styles. They're taking older dresses and making them look new they're like repurposing the sleeves and the the embroidery and stuff okay um for for dancers who can't afford a dress so there is that like awareness that nobody should not 
be able to dance because they there's can't afford a, a fancy yeah, dress. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And, and, but I mean, it's just like, as much as I bitch about Irish dance, because it, it did affect me personally. I had yeah. to quit when I was a kid because my parents didn't have the money. I didn't start again until I could pay for it myself. But that's like any kid's hobby. They're Unfortunately, all so damn listen, expensive. One of these days, we're going to find um, a sport that doesn't need to have, or a hobby that doesn't need to have its price lowered, that doesn't come out of the fucking like, like Whitey's backyard. How come you guys have all the fucking expensive, I mean, hockey Hockey, hockey yeah. right? Why you think there ain't no brothers playing hockey? I know. Okay, because well, you know how much fucking hockey costs? That's why I loved uh, what we were able to do when, at our radio station in Flint, Michigan. Yeah. We um, we had on uh, the Flint Youth Hockey League, something like that. Basically, they just it, it's free hockey for inner city kids. Yeah. Because it was, you know, very clear that inner city kids couldn't afford it. Fuck and that's no, bullshit. Man. Yeah, that's... Should uh, not be based on your economic status. You want to play hockey? Go play hockey. Just like you little Irish dancing. Oh, just like all those little you know, ballets. Uh, classes. Trust me, when I when I was in middle school when I started, and also in middle school when I was to- told to quit. Yeah. And uh, every St. Patrick's Day, we would have a local Irish dance group come to the school and dance. And every year, I'm like, "What do their parents do for a living that they can afford that?" Like that's always what I thought. I'm like, "Your dad must be a doctor." That's uh, <laughs> you know, apparently I'm figuring out this must have been a public school phenomenon because the Catholic uh, school system just kept you so fucking busy. You didn't have time for these. Uh, hobbies that you know if, if if you had a sport it was within the school you then you had to volunteer at the church well, that's, and then you had yeah. to go to fucking mass and then you had to had everything else like that's you kind of, well and that's what i ended up doing everything i ended up playing doing through was through the school i didn't yeah. do anything like if you that had a hobby outside shit. of the school you must have been loaded little like, league was, was the only one that's the only thing i could think of that was outside of the school was little league that, was, that was put on that was by, cheap, the, by the chicago public school system absolutely all the, it was like absolutely what, it was like like 40 bucks for the entire season and you get a t-shirt i mean you <laughs> that's know that's all you need you know they, they they get the local fucking pub where your dad goes and yeah. gets fucking drunk on a friday they sponsor your team they exactly, throw it on the back yeah. yeah it's fine but yeah that's the only one everything else was always within the school you yeah, want no. to do something it's, it's within i was the yeah i was made very aware early on mm-hmm. that kids who did stuff outside of school were mm-hmm. uh rich <laughs> look at you now you are uh, all grown up and uh, doing it yourself Good for you. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Welcome on into the podcast. This is the 84th episode. We are coming up, I think, at 100. We should take a vacation. What do you think? Should we take a vacation <laughs> at 100? I mean, just like 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 take a fucking week off. Oh, take or a week. Yeah, we can. I don't you know? know, but I I was just we were just talking about this the other night about how much we don't miss radio, but we miss this this part, as in the radio part. Yeah, sure. Like I was. Thinking, well, everything else is. Yeah. I was nonsense. just yeah thinking about all the bullshit meetings we had to go to, and all the bullshit sales calls, and all the bullshit events, and but then the only thing that ever really made us happy was this, the radio part of it, and I'm like, it's awesome because now we get to do just this. I am um, legitimately, and we're recording this um, again on the fourth of November. I assume you'll listen if you're up first on the fifth, but. This week we had, uh, which are uh, always fun across our country, off-year elections, Ugh. which we always know pull in just the biggest. <laughs> you'll get fucking everyone and their mom for like a presidential. And yeah. then like a year later, you're like, oh, why? You mean, what you, what you mean I got to vote again? You know what for always freaks me out about these kind of elections is I'm. I'm always like, oh shit, was I supposed to vote? Like, I don't even right. know if there was a race in our in our city here, which there wasn't. There wasn't. God. No, we were off. There wasn't in Tucson proper, right? There, yeah, Tucson had um, three council uh, city council seats open, and they were all won um, by the Democrats. Not too much of a shocker in Tucson; it's a pretty liberal place in Arizona. 
I think one independent though did really well. Oh, that's good. There, there was one independent who uh, uh, came out of kind of the, just the social justice world, and she's a school teacher. And that's awesome. Used to, you know, she did really well. Didn't win, but I mean, I like seeing independents and people outside well, the DNR do well. And just in general, like these are the elections we really oh, should. These give are the a ones that matter. About. I know, man. I, if you really think about it, it yeah. your your governors, your city councils, your DAs, your all that shit, man. These like, are like your neighbors. These are yeah. actual people trying to run to make your your county your city a better place as opposed to the big elections with the rich politicians that don't care um but uh one thing that that they passed in uh tucson so i don't know what's going on in your neck of the woods maybe you had nothing going on maybe you had something going on in tucson one of the proposals was uh the fight for 15 which uh is a 15 dollar minimum wage and i will say just based off of me looking around with my eyes in the area there are a plethora of jobs that pay above that. I oh, mean, yeah. In and out. In and out Burger, we have one pays, right up that the street yeah. from us, and they always have a sign in the window. Uh, 19, they start at 19 bucks an and hour. And then you can go up from there, right? yeah. Um, but Tucson, the city proper, passed in uh, this uh, $15 minimum wage, which means, obviously, any businesses operating within the, the, the city is going to have to abide by those rules. I would assume it probably applies. You have to have a certain amount of employees, I assume. Uh, yeah. You probably not if you're a mom and pop uh, with, like, three people. That's, but yeah. uh, I am legitimately, and I mean this, legitimately uh, interested to see what the uh, radio clusters that are within the Tucson limits, because they both are, I checked, iHeart is within the Tucson city limits, because sometimes you can operate, you know, you have, like, when me and you worked in Milwaukee, our radio station building to this day is in uh, uh, it's it's in Hales Corner. Yeah, right. It's not in the so it's a, it's a burb of Milwaukee. Yeah. So yeah. like Milwaukee could say, hey, the minimum wage is a hundred bucks an hour. It wouldn't affect them at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, but I did look, and both iHeart and Cumulus, which are two of the the big ones, operate within the Tucson city limits. And I shit you not, um, if you guys remember, this is back. I forgot a few years back, Trump years. They passed for a a, a New York minute. There was like this federal law about um, everyone was entitled to overtime. Yeah. Right. Not just, you know, like like everyone. And if you made like under like if you made over a certain amount and for when that thing was law for like a couple of weeks, the corporation we used to work for lost their shit. Remember, they were yep. pulling employees in yeah. to basically tell them you can't work more than your. 39 and a half it's hours. It's funny that you say that because one of my Facebook memories this week was yeah. one of our friends from our old building in Flint yeah. who got knocked out. He, he got fired because of that. They were like, we can't afford to pay you anymore, which was hilarious because he was working yeah, sure. part time, making like probably yeah. nine bucks an hour but at I the mean, time. But yeah, no, he, he posted like, I lost my job yeah. this week. So... You know, I'm legitimately curious, like, what's going to happen? Trust me, and I, I mean this. Those <laughs> like, companies, and I know this for a fact, cannot afford to pay minimum wage. Because I had one of them call me about a job, and the amount they wanted to pay me oh, was... Right. It was like slave wages. Um, They wanted me to do a full-time air shift. Yeah. Well, well, they wanted you to uh, record it. Yeah, but it's No one's still, actually no. live these days anymore. No. But you would, so you would do... And what, that's how they get away with it, is yeah. it, it, could, it might take you one hour to record a four-hour or yeah. six-hour shift. So they pay you one hour, even though you're on the air six. Um, they wanted to pay me... Are yeah. you ready? Go for it. $500 a month. A month. A month. A month. For I a, almost shipped my pants. For a Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday air shift. And, of air course, shift. you know, but... 
but there will be appearances man, and endorsements. <laughs> That's what they always tell you. So I'm legitimately they curious. They can't afford it, man. Because I know they, that, like, that's not just people on the on-air side, but like the front desk girl, yeah. promotions assistants, if, if, if they still have what? those. Where, where did they but, have those? You know, I feel like, man, um, that's like in Tucson, I feel like they would rather move their fucking building to the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> they're, gonna end up, they're all going right? to end up here in Oro they're Valley. They're all coming out to like, you know, the Catalina foothills right. or something. Like whatever we got to do to escape Let's this. Let's go to 15. Marana. But like the weird part is, is that I know like for a fact, like I said, if you go around town and you just open your eyes, obviously we we all know we're in the middle of still a great, uh, you know, there's tons of jobs out there. Yeah. Uh, there are, I don't see too many trying to push you for less than 15 an hour. No. And, and I mean, at this day and age, I can't imagine, do you know, the math, $15 an hour before taxes. If you work 40 hours a week, which most people I know, I was at a, I was in the Wendy's drive through yesterday yeah. and there was nobody else there. So they were kind of complaining about the job, which yeah. was fine, but they were like, Oh, you know, we keep hitting our 50 hours a week and we don't have enough people and they don't want to pay us overtime. Yeah. Right. Then they, then they stop you. $15 an hour. If you work 40 hours a week is $31,000 a year Save before time. taxes. That that's, is not, it's 31 to a year. That's, and, and that's assuming you work every week that you don't yeah. get like two weeks this off. This is no vacation, no yeah. days off. And again, before taxes, because they're going to take taxes. That's Imagine if you paid health care out oh, of that. Fuck. It's, it's impossible. $15 an hour is still a joke. If people yeah. cannot live off that with the way prices are today. I um, They can't. It's the That's the bottom line. I don't want to hear anybody argue that. You can't live on that. So I'll be curious. I mean, legitimately, I'll be curious to see how that shakes up Tucson. But, you know, there's definitely a lot of gigs out there that I see that are way north of 15 an hour, which is so wild because, yes, I'm old enough to remember our shitty minimum wage in the, in the 90s. If you guys didn't know, the federal minimum wage like didn't move for decades. Yeah. I think when I entered the workforce, it was like four and a quarter. Jesus. Like four and a quarter. Yeah, I think that's about what it was when I right? got into it. Yeah. And then like it went to like 475, and then after that is kind of like when states got in. Because, listen. My first job was, I think, like seven fifty an hour, okay. and I was like, You're that's amazing. Yeah, I remember when, of all places, like nowadays they don't get kind of um, uh, lumped in with the, the good wage folks, but when, um, when Walmart first opened in my neighborhood, it... Um, it was paying like seven or eight or nine bucks an hour. And like all the, the kids in the neighborhood, normally you'd go to McDonald's to work, yeah. which you knew was a far, hard minimum wage, like yeah. four twenty five, five bucks an hour. So I remember like everyone who went to Walmart in the neighborhood, were like, oh shit, man, they got, they're making like eight, nine bones an hour, dude. You I'm ball. just, I'm over this whole, like, if you can't afford to pay your workers yeah. a living wage, then maybe you shouldn't own a business. And I you guarantee know, you all but, these big companies can afford it. But now here's, here's, the tough part of it, right? And 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 this is the tough part with us being, you know, really kind of um, a subsection of a bajillion states, right? We're the United States of America. Yeah. We're a huge land. Is that I am very cognizant of what it takes to survive in Chicago. Yes. Is different than what it takes to survive in Flint, Michigan. And what it takes to survive in Tucson, Arizona is different than what it takes to survive in um, Spokane, Washington. So it is tough when you say, okay, across the board, uh, everyone makes 15 an hour. I understand that can't fucking fly in like West Virginia. I get it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're some, some fucking, uh, you know, just a low wage minimum wage earner out there doesn't need 15 an hour. 
Um, but you flip that and you try to go to like L.A. or New York or Seattle or you Boston. You can't survive on $31,000 so a year. It's a catch-22, but it's almost a catch-22 just because of our sheer fucking size. And you well, ha- Not just the size. I mean, size and inflation. You guys, you in- have to look at how prices have gone up on... Every- My houses are $400,000 sure. on a good day now. I mean, yeah. geez, we were just talking about this the other day because I was talking to my cousin who is currently in limbo with his wife on whether or not they're going to have a second child. Mm-hmm. And Always she, the big decision yep, from one to two. She wants one. He doesn't. And mm-hmm. he said the same thing. He's like, I want to be able to give my kid a good life because prices are nuts. And he goes, I just can't imagine how much we'll have to tighten uh, the bootstraps if we have a second kid. And it's so, it's all dependent on, and I know that's part of what makes like, you know, uh, this this country fantastic, right? It's, it's what kind of life do you want? Yeah. I mean, are you someone who is saying, I don't need much? So maybe, you know, and there's other folks that are driven by yeah. financial success and That's they want fine, yeah. mansions and houses and all the vacations. So it is tough because you kind of get into this whole like, okay, well, what kind of life is okay with you? That's like a, a, a conversation that uh, my buddy is is kind of having with his son now where his son is in college and I think he's in like his first or second year and just not doing well. doesn't really seem to be all that motivated. Yeah. And, you know, they're having those talks about, okay, you know, this isn't for you. You know, what What do you want to do? Yeah. How does life... You don't have to go to yeah, college. Yeah, you don't have to. We've established that by now in 2021. You don't have to go to college. But it's like, what kind of life do you want and what do you want out of it? And I mean, because if you're going to go into a trade, you all, he needs to start that now. Well, yeah, you need to get into a trade school now. Because but if that's like, one thing I've heard about the trades and a lo- like a lot of family-owned businesses, like if you don't start when you're young, you can't get in when you're older. Remember that we had... We had an intern in La Crosse, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. who was into mortuary science, and she was trying to get not even a job, just an internship at a funeral home. Yeah, they were all family owned. And they were, she's like, you can't get in because they're all family owned. She's like, I have experience. And she's like, I can't get in. So, like, if you want to, you don't have to go to college, but you also, if you're going to do a trade, do it now. Same thing with Start training now. Same thing with my my, uh, half sister. Mary is, she wanted to uh, work in the funeral world and she did the same thing and couldn't get in anywhere because not only are they all family owned, but she's also on the spectrum, right? Yeah. And, uh, she doesn't like to talk about that. So it's not like she'll walk in and be like, hi, I have a disability. I'm on the spectrum. She doesn't like to talk about it. So she kind of had a double wall. And then when I heard our old intern, Ninja, that was a Ninja. Yeah. Ninja now works for the uh, airport. She does. That's that's what she does, man. That's that's a better idea than going into the uh, mortuary world. I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, cause I'm sure someone, we have to stop thinking about it just in terms of like us as adults right now. Like, you know, our kids are going to grow up and we're leaving a world for them. So Maybe, maybe we should get our shit together before we leave them a big pile of crap. I'll just be interested to see kind of the uh, the snapback on it because I feel like wages are inflated right now just because of the workforce. Every, is low, well, right? the workforce is low and prices are inflated yeah. on everything. Everything is more expensive. So I'll be curious, and I've read a few things about how they said following the Great Resignation, which is what we're in right now. Yeah. They're calling this period the Great Resignation when people basically quit their jobs and they moved and they like look at us, we did. Yeah. Um, you know, just because of the pandemic and and you reevaluated life and what it means to you and all that shit. I'll be curious to see if after the Great Resignation and there's an influx of folks who now go, okay, I think I need. Stuff 
steady income again and I'm, I'm done, I'm done yeah. having my time that if they won't suppress wages again, because they're only, yeah. I mean, it really is supply and demand, right? It's like right anything now, in life. Yeah, right now, there people are offering, companies are offering yeah. their best because they don't have enough people. Like, I wonder if when they do get enough people, they'll yeah, be like, Yeah, right, when oh, you start pushing it down. But that's, but that's my problem with inflation is prices really, other than gas, when they fluctuate, yeah. they so rarely ever go back down. Yeah. They never really go back down. Uh, you know, gas, again, all over the place all the time. Yeah, but that's a hustle. But, you know, you can't can't bring wages back down because price of the price of stuff is not going to go down. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I haven't seen in a while. Like I had a recent uh, job prospect like ask me if I'm interviewing with anyone else because basically, yeah. like if you are, they want to get to you before them. Sure, they're like, well, we can we speak to you before yeah. your your next interview? And like, I'm like, that's a fucking tight job market. Man. I it's mean, crazy. I I don't know. I I was kind of having this conversation over text the other day, and I didn't want to get into it because I could feel where it was going. And it was a friend of mine who has totally different political views. Okay, and I could tell that they were trying to kind of insert into the text conversation about that. Gotcha. gotcha. And I'm like, I don't want to have an argument today. Yeah. You're on the other side. I'm on the. It doesn't matter. We're yeah, still sure. friends. But, you know, it was the conversation about, well, people don't want to work. And I just left the text there because I'm like, I don't think that's true. Yeah, no. But I think what's happened is during the pandemic, people realized what's important in life. Yeah. And maybe they're like, I'm not, I'm done working a shitty job that yeah. doesn't care about Putting me or my safety, sh- my family. Yeah. I'm done with that. And, and you have all the options in the world now. So no, they're not going to work at a shitty job anymore. I mean, that's the other thing they said. People are starting jobs, working them for a couple of get months the fuck out. and they get out. Cause they're like, this isn't worth it either. I mean, Jesus, we only live once. Like you shouldn't work a job you're miserable at and you know, don't make any yeah. money. So I don't, I don't fault anybody for it is play, interesting playing too, the though. field right now. Now, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure like. the person that I know you're talking about also is in a different generation than you. Yes. They are a boomer. Yes. Or, or no, Gen X. They'd be, they'd be a hard Gen X. Maybe a boomer? No, boomer. Maybe They're boomer? closer to my parents' age. Yeah. Okay, so then definitely boomer. Yeah. So, you know, that's just a, that's, that's a different fucking mentality, well, man. I, and I had and, to talk to my dad about that on the phone the other night. It was weird. We've never talked about this before, but he used to have a job. Um, just he was a businessman and he traveled all the time. He was a traveling salesman. He was not home for a solid, I'd say probably six years. Um, which is that's when I learned how to use tools because I bought myself a of bedroom course. set and he wasn't home, so I put it together myself. I was like seventeen. Listen, AJ turned into an adult at like six and a half. Well, all right, so like, when you have an, a handicapped parent, it happens. But we were talking about it. <laughs> one handicapped parent, one absentee yeah. parent. Fuck it, you take care of it. When we were talking on the phone, you know, he's like, "Oh, my old jobs opened back up." And and he left that job in like 2007. He got fired from He it, got though. fired. And he goes, they're offering like half the salary. And I'm like, well, dad, like you were kind of getting overpaid for what you were doing. Say, you were just like, and then they had to pay for your travel and you traveled everywhere. I, all I was going to say your dad was um, part of that wave um, of middle management figures. He was it. like Clark Griswold in Christmas Vacation. That's who my dad yeah. was. Um, where, you know, to, 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 to get business done, you know, you, you fly out to Florida and you, you, you take them out for some golf yeah. and a steak dinner. And then you go over the details, you shake a hand and, and you, you fly back and, and then you fly back, which let's be honest, most of that then is just time fucking off. Right. It was, so, yeah. you know, since and he's still very, and like you said, it's a generational thing. He's still very stuck on that. Like I was telling him about how, um, the writers guild union I'm in is having, they were having a Q and a with David chase, mm-hmm. 
creator of The Sopranos, yeah. and it was a virtual. Yeah. Because I'm like other, you know, I I don't live in New York City. I can't go to all these events, but this is cool. It's virtual. He goes, no, nah, I think there's something to be said for being in person. I'm like, but if it was in person, you I wouldn't go. be able to go. So I'm yeah. like, this the virtual stuff gives opportunities yeah. to everybody. And then trust me, I brought up the environmental effects of how much he traveled, oh, and I'm like, oh, come on, that is way too existential. I'm like, we're we're you know nobody's you know people aren't flying as much. You know the remote works good. And then he was like, nah, yeah, you got also be a person. fucking global pandemic. Well, I can't imagine why people don't want to fucking hop on planes and go do handshake. I know. Handshake. Let's go out for a Deals. steak dinner and golf. Yeah, I mean. It is a generational thing. It, it was just strange to have that conversation with him and realize he's still so stuck in dude, that way. I figured it out quick because uh, as soon as I kind of came into your fold, you know, he was still in that life, right? Because he got let go during uh, the crash of 08. And I remember you guys had him kind of on this, you know, there's this little pedestal of like dad travels and they have these pictures around the house of him with a big trophy fish because he's out fucking golfing with clients. Yeah, yeah. he's in the Gulf of Mexico fishing or here's him at a NASCAR track because he's there with clients and I'm just sitting there like. So this is what it takes to get to the suburbs these days. Right. Huh, all right. So well, you, and think you about fly it. Fly around and shake hands. Even at our um even at our old radio station, like when the pandemic hit and everybody went virtual, like RGM was convinced that nobody the salespeople wouldn't make any sales because they're not going out yeah. shaking hands, taking them out to dinner. Yeah. And meanwhile, considering all those businesses were closed. Well, I know. Right? I'm like, yes. She's like, do me a favor, <laughs> while while they're on their knees suffering, go ask them go for ask money. Go ask them for money so we can survive. Say we need money right now. <laughs> but you know, it turned out it turns out, I think we've all figured it out. Yeah. Uh, people working remotely who want to stay working remotely can because we all got our jobs done just fine at home, which is why I am so happy to be working at home. You know, it's uh, kind of funny because we're still watching uh, Friends. We're at how many seasons are there? Ten or nine? Ooh, I don't know, but we're almost done. All right. So we're in the ninth season right now, and it's right when they send Chandler to uh, Tulsa, Tulsa. <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma, which, by the way, I did tell AJ while watching it. I said, boy, not a better way to reinforce uh, the fact that Hollywood shits on middle America. Right? Then they made a whole, like, the whole show. The entire show, show is about friends Oklahoma. that live in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Who wants to go to Oklahoma? And I'm like, I've been to Oklahoma. I have, I have a friend who's buried in Oklahoma. Yeah. There's a major city. But I'm like, boy, what a way just back just then to, to be like, fuck it. everyone between New York and L.A. That would have been really sad right? if, you were, if you were a Friends fan in Tulsa. In, uh, Tulsa? There's like, shit talk in Tulsa? Oh. But I was thinking, because the, the whole storyline where we're at right now in Friends is that Chandler gets moved by his job to go out to Tulsa and it's this whole thing where well he only has to be there four days so he can fly back to New York on the other three which by the way I've had friends try to do that it gets tiring after real quick two days yeah <laughs> you you make that trip twice oh, in one month dude, and, you, and you're done the owner of my dance school does that he has a dance school here in yeah. Tucson and dance a dance school in Houston and he goes back and forth Every week. No. He's in one place one nope. week. And, I mean, it just sounds awful. But these days, I don't even think that would be whatever, you know, this fictitious position that, that Chandler holds. Uh, Which Tim, we're never, we're still not sure what he never does. For a he mentioned it once he's, and he's everybody He's the only forgot. one with a, with a straight job, yeah. it seems like. But, um, you know, that would be these days, that would not be a move to Tulsa no. thing. That'd be like, all right, Chandler, we're going to put you in charge. Here's your Microsoft Teams login, yeah. and here's the people you're going to manage from Tulsa. Maybe go out there like, uh, you know, one one weekend a month uh, or every six weeks just to check in. I mean, I'm the first fully remote employee yeah. at my company, yeah. which is based in Manhattan. Yeah. And I am, I mean, it's very much like, like in the, they just released like, hey, the, the back to work plan, which is kind of like, hey, 
hey, we're going to, you know, if you want to work at home and you've been working at home, whatever. But, you know, in the plan, it's like you have to come into the office like twice a year just to, you know, just show face. And I'm like, I don't even have to Hi. do that. I'm in Tucson. I'm, I'm alive. Like, Will you? Do you think you'll uh, pop in? I don't know. I, I know. I, for like one of the big three in New York. You don't want to go there and like, you know. I th- walk in the front door. Hey, it's I me. know someday I probably will. Yeah. And I even, you know, my boss was like, you know, because they go to like the Emmys and stuff like that, like in the all the award ceremonies and the new stuff. So fancy, the fancy Murrow Awards. So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm I would absolutely love to. I I want to fly out and just meet who I'm working with because like, see, is that my weird? First, it yeah. is my first week. Um, Gloria, this I love Gloria. Um, she was training me. And she, like, halfway through the day goes, man, I wish you were in New York City. I want to hang out with you. You sound fun. And that was the first time I'm like, I'm never going to see these people. You know, I felt that way when I was going to uh, graduate school, and I was part of an online program for Fordham University. And I made, you know, friends that are, I mean, no one, I mean, I was in Flint, Michigan, so I was like the only fucking person in Michigan. But I made friends from all over the country and kind of the same thing. We're like, oh, we'd hang out if, you know, we were in we the were same by place. each other. But and, and we still keep in touch, but we still have never met face See, to face. that's why I'm kind of glad that, like, I'm the first remote person. So, because I know if I flew to Manhattan, like, I could meet all these people because yeah. they're all there. Shaking hands. But, yeah, no, it's just, I, I like the fact that people are working from home. I think it's, it's, it is great for my mental health to just, to be home, to be near my family. Because what am I always thinking about when I'm physically at work? My uh, pets, the, my family. Uh, the my, mom guilt. The mom guilt That's is terrible. That's all this one would talk about, yeah, mom guilt. The, I've had mom guilt nonstop since the day that kid was born. And now, guess what? Even though I'm in the home office, he can still come in here and give me a hard but time. I'll tell and you he what, does. it is funny to see the kind of, it just depends the kind of person you are. Because when I left um, my first gig out here in, in, in Tucson, where I was leaving, like I was, you know, I was, physically going to a place and I was working there for 40 hours a week and I was coming home. Like even I, after a couple of weeks, I'm like, fuck man. Like, I'm like, I'm not at home a lot. I don't feel like you I were s- leaving at seven 15 in the morning and yeah. not coming home to almost six at night. Yeah. That's a long time. And it's funny. Cause I said that just like you did to my best friend. And he's like, so a, a normal work day. Yeah. And it was just so funny because I realized then that how ingrained in that world he is. Yeah, where he's been going where to work. Where he's like, yeah, that's that's what you do. And I'm like, I've never kind of had that life. And especially now since we've had our family and we've done the morning show radio thing for so long up until now, it's a weird schedule. And while you work a lot, you know, you're, you're not gone in these huge chunks of time. Yeah, it's just little chunks here and there. So, yeah, I realized that. I'm like, you know, man, I think this is going to be for me. I think, you know, doing the remote thing, That's working some, at home is going to be for me. Something my dad always said, you know, when we would like, when we were kids and we would drive around to go look at Christmas lights mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you'd go to these big neighborhoods with these huge houses and he always said look at these houses during the day there's nobody there he goes these huge houses they're paying for Mm -hmm. nobody's there they're at work so that's why i'm kind of like why you know we have a great house we're lucky to have a great house yeah I want to stay here. I want to work here. I don't need to physically, and it's, I don't need to physically go somewhere to do my job. And I guess it also, go, like, like kind of depends on what and I it, know not everybody likes that. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say, some people, it also depends what you do. Like, if you yeah. just fucking crunch numbers all day, then maybe you depend on having someone to eat a fucking donut next to in the break room and say, yeah. hi, where, like, I'm seeing clients, right? So that's kind of changing. It's, it's a very fluid 
new experience every hour on and don't the get hour. me wrong like my training was a little bit difficult because i was remote there were a few times where we said oh this sucks that you're remote because it would be easier if you were here can't teach you this can't teach you that yeah but i mean even like my computer was doing weird things last week and i panicked because i'm like oh my god i'm remote there in manhattan like there's, there's no it guy yeah. you just have come over to your cubicle I'm like, yeah. i can't just email him and have him stop over yeah. at my cubicle so um but he they fixed my computer remotely like they take control of the screen like yeah. i'm just like this is so cool for the people that want to keep doing it which i'm in that camp so. yeah and, and again it also kind of splits down the line there's just a lot of work that can't be done virtually yeah. right I mean, and then that sucks if, if you're, you're a nurse you know, or, you know well no i mean even that you're a contractor yeah. you're you're, you're a, a, a blue collar guy you, you do know? hair yeah you're yeah. a hairstylist there is a lot of things but but there's also i mean i just um talked to someone part of a staffing agency and she works just because i happen to know all the area codes and towns in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. And I imagine as I was speaking to her on the phone, I was like, boy, I bet you that this opportunity for you in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, is a lot better than working at the Quick Trip. Nothing yeah. against Quick Trip. No. We love you guys so Actually, much. yeah, they pay their employees pretty you good, You guys I do think. all right. But I'm just saying maybe, you know, it's an opportunity to, yeah. to have more, um, a little bit more uh, better work environments, depending like like where you are. That Well, way. yeah. I mean, think about, uh, we had a coworker in central Wisconsin who lived in New London, which was like a solid hour yeah. outside of the radio station. Mm-hmm. And he drove in every day and he drove home Whoa. and he ended up getting a job in New London. So he didn't have to I was commute say, as much. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a great idea. I'm going to work right here. Yeah. But I mean that, that just those commutes, I mean, it's, I think it's a good thing for the people who want to keep doing it. If you don't, there's plenty of places yeah. you can go where you can work in person. And look, I think it's all getting kind of flushed out. I, I even know AJ's work is, is, is kind of starting to negotiate with their employees of what the future is going to look like with who works where and what the conditions are, are going to be obviously from my standpoint in, in behavioral health, it is, when I mean booming, it's like the fucking fracking world in the Dakotas when we figured out how to frack. Yeah. Like they are figuring out quickly, okay, telehealth and virtual is going to be the way to connect people with mental health services. So now we need all the providers, yeah. but then you need providers that are willing to, to, to work remotely. There yeah. are ones like my therapist, my, my uh, therapist from, from Michigan. She has not enjoyed the pandemic. No, I can see that. She's yeah. an old, I mean, she's been doing therapy since she's like, old school. Yeah. Yeah. I think she always, <laughs> But but she does therapy where? Oh, well, out of her house. As she has, she, yeah. She does. You can do that. I think if there's rules. You have to have like a separate entrance and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. she works from home. But, I mean, she but, still but misses. But she just physically sees people. Yeah. So, like, in my industry now, not only are they saying that that industry is booming, but now we have to find practitioners who are comfortable working in that environment. I am, right? Because I'm a digital kid. It's the way I've been yeah. brought up. It's no big deal. For someone like her, she's like, no, I can't do that. It was I like so, to see someone. I got to tell you, though, it was so funny the other day. I had a meeting for my other writing job, which is just like they give you a story every once in a yeah, while. You write it. They, job. Yeah, they pay you for it. Um, but we have like uh, Teams meetings every Monday. And mm. there are a few of us who are not local to the area. Everybody yeah. else is in Florida. But there was one chick who was on the meeting and her toddler was there and it was it like it was a huge distraction that she was not putting the kibosh on like the kid was screaming throwing stuff like you couldn't hear and and you know that's all you could hear is her trying to talk over the screaming kid it was the first time this entire pandemic where i was like this isn't working go to the next person i will say like they ask that now in job interviews for uh remote positions now it is very much a do you have a little children at home they, they i don't think they could legally say that no. but they're like do you have a place that is guaranteed to be quiet yeah. 
private, you know, yeah. not like basically, you know, not in the middle of the living room where you have a, a, a virtual background on, yeah. but your toddler's running around in Watching front of Sesame you. Watching Sesame Street screaming. Yeah. yeah, that's funny, man. Well, even, I mean, our son walked in here last night. I was working and yeah. he... He just wanted a bitch about Pat. He they was were, pissed off because I was watching wrestling on his TV. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I was know. watching AEW Dynamite on his TV. And he wanted to play PlayStation. I want to play PlayStation. And you know, I and he he did. I mean, he's like he's messing up my routine. And I said, I get that, but it's you know just deal. It's he'll be done soon. Yeah. But he kept coming in here to get mad at me yeah. for not getting mad at you. And I finally, I've, I've had to say, I'm working. Yes. You need to leave. I said that like before he, to him. He I remember that. Behind, yeah. He will hover behind me till I turn around and then he starts yelling about something. And I'm like, I can't do this right now. Like, do you like this house? Do you like your stuff? Yeah. I got to work. That's how it works. I, can, I cannot <laughs> let that shit happen while I'm doing therapy. Oh, no. You don't want to see me snap on my kid while I'm trying to help you. Well, but, <laughs> and to be fair, like I keep the door open because m- unless I'm on the air, I shut the door. Yeah, but I'm not. You know, when I'm not on the air, like last night, I yeah. was just typing stuff up and doing entertainment news, and that was fine. But yeah, like we're gonna need to shut. You, we, I are. We already said we need to get a little thing Red for the light do- door. Yeah, like an on air light. Like, yeah, you know, an like, on air light in session, so nobody walks in. Actually, instead of on air, be STFU. That'll sort of shut, shut the, the fuck up. up. I'm trying to talk to somebody. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.